The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. Hey, I'm your host, Sherrod Small. Introduce yourself to the people. I'm Jason Solomon. Yes. I'm Jason Solomon, straight up and down Cowboys fan, Texas Rangers fan, okay. Dallas Mavericks fan. That's right. I got my Cowboys gear here. I got Dallas Stars shirt on. Yeah, welcome, welcome to Small Ball, baby. Welcome to Small yeah. Ball. It's all about sports, sports. Sports, 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 sports. Thanks for coming. <laughs> now, I was exp- I was telling you before that I was um I'm a Cowboy fan, and it's kind of yeah. weird because I grew up in New York City. And uh, people always get confused. Why are you a Cowboy fan if you live in New York? Why you? But I have to explain to people that my cousin, Jeffro Pugh, played on the Cowboys in the 70s. And that's why I'm a Cowboy fan from birth. Time. From birth. And um, yeah. and the thing is, he went to school. He went to Elizabeth City State with my mother. They all they both went to college together and a couple of my aunts. And then when he came home, my mother came home from freshman year. Her, her my aunts, my cousin, anybody who went to the school with them was like, we got a crush on a, a football player. And my uncle was like, I hope it ain't Jeff, though, because he's your cousin. And they all started crying. Really? <laughs> they was crushing on him. It's sick. Oh, come That's on. country people if for you. If it been in the South, that wouldn't have been a no-go. <laughs> it was the South. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, Virginia. Uh, no, you are all northerners to us. You're right. Now, you grew up, you grew up in Texas. Say that again? You grew up in Texas. I did. I grew up right around Dallas. And so you you were always a cowboy, like Fort Worth area? Always, yeah. No, it's actually cl- really close to Dallas. It was actually uh, just some small town north of Dallas. So <laughs> did, yeah. you, did you cry when Tom Landry got fired, when he pushed him out? I didn't, I didn't cry because he had gone 3-13 and 13 the year before. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, Tom Landry is the greatest coach with the, for the Cowboys, but he had some rough years, man. He did. He did. I mean, the thing is, he had 25 great years in a row. Right. And that's what that's what everybody like. They were in the playoffs for like 20 something years straight. That's ridiculous. That's, that's insane. That's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> now, what do so, you think? Uh huh. Yeah. So it was actually good for Jerry Jones to come in and fire him because then you're like, well, he didn't get fired. Like there was a bad guy in right. the equation. Yeah. So he got to go out a hero. Yeah, that's right. That's true. It was, it was time for him to go out, but we needed a bad guy. Straight from Jones Miami. And he came straight <laughs> from Miami with all that reputation, but they won. They won those games. Oh, yeah. Well, J- Jimmy Johnson, man. Jimmy Johnson. But then he got fired after they won two consecutive Super Bowls. And then Barry came in. Oh, God. Wait, well, so <laughs> which which coach did, was your favorite for the Cowboys? Who did you love the most? I mean, I started watching when Landry was coaching, and right. he's this, and, and he was my dad's, the only coach they had ever had. So he, he was, was like the dad. Dean Smith, the Dean Smith of uh, Cowboy football. Right, right. So he was it. So yeah. when he left, for me, I I loved Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. And I and I haven't loved another coach since. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. I was so was, sad when he left. Oh my god. We were two for two, and then we've been oh for however many since. Do you remember what was the beef that made him leave uh, the Cowboys? I know him and Jimmy Jimmy Johnson. Uh, I mean, Jimmy Jones didn't get a, get along. Jimmy Johnson was taking too much credit for Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones, yeah. yeah, yeah. Jerry Jones wanted more credit, and I will tell you right now, it was Jimmy Johnson's team. It was. It's like the ego. That's what some of the Cowboys suffering under. They suffering under uh, Jerry's right. ego. 
Right, but that but Jerry makes money, so Jerry's in the Hall of Fame, not right. for being good at football, but right. for being good at money. See, he would never. That's why he would never be Steinbrenner. I know that eats at him. Yeah, yeah. But Steinbrenner did it the right way. And Steinbrenner, Steinbrenner's annoying. Bad annoying, but he he loved his but, players and he went hard at trying to win. Right. Yeah. He wanted to win. And, his, to, and Jerry Jones was like, make money. And yeah. then if we win, that'll be great. But Jerry gets in the way of the people that he hire, I think. I think like Steinbrenner got out the way of his managers and let yeah. them. It's like you win or, or lose on your own, but I'll fire you if I don't like what you're doing. But I'm gonna yeah, let dude, you do dude, your thing. Even even Mark Cuban, I mean the most recent championship in Dallas history was the Mavericks in 11, yeah. 2011. <laughs> you remember it? Oh my god, are you kidding me? <laughs> to me, to me since they were the last team standing this year, I consider them the champions this year too. Oh, right. That's just cuz of coronavirus. <laughs> Which by the way, I was I was watching that game yeah. when all of that stuff happened and the NBA ended at the end of that game. Oh, at the end it of that was game. Insane. Is that, that when was, it... they they found out about Gobert right. like midway through the game, and then everything started just toppling after <laughs> that. It was insane. Did you think so they were going to play uh, games without fans first? I did. I thought I thought there would be games without fans before this happened. Right. But, but yeah, I mean, it was quick, but it was it was righteous. But the but back to my point, the the Cuban uh, is a boisterous owner. Right. But when the Mavericks made their run, what did he do? He stepped back. Step He's back. Like, you boy, you got it. This is magic. Take it. But I think uh, J- uh, Jerry Jones is too much of a micromanager and think everything has got to be from him. He runs that team like he's yeah. a mob boss. Right. Like, he runs that team like he's a mob boss who's never experienced being in the mob. <laughs> exactly. He's, he runs he runs that team like a guy who plays a mob boss on TV. That's how I would say it. He's a Tony Soprano. <laughs> he's a Soprano. Right. He's not Tony Soprano. He's James Gandolfini. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh, the, the, but the Cowboys been suffering. Now, did you play football in uh, in Texas? Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Because you know that's your, your that's the gospel down there. You got to play yeah. Friday night yeah, lights. Yeah, it was. It, I I think I uh, was in that group that sort of where there was a transition uh-huh. from being everything. You either played or you were dead to everybody. Right. I was in that transition period where it was like, you know what? Some of these kids don't want to play, and they're still decent people. <laughs> what was that, two summers ago when they thought like that? <laughs> I mean, because... Oh, there's still people who think like that. Your high school was a good... What high school did you go to in uh down there in Texas? I went to Allen High School. Okay, here we go. Now we're getting to yeah. the meat and potatoes. That's, yeah, that's Kyler Murray. That's where Kyler Murray went to high school. Oh, really? Yeah, four years. I think he started for three years, and he won... He went like forty four and zero or something like that. Wow! So your school was good. Yeah. You had a good you had a good squad over there. We didn't when I went to school. But Ain't it always we do the case? Have, yeah, it's always the case where when you go to school they suck, but it's like this. You should have been here three years ago. We went oh, state champs. Yeah. Well, they started throwing the ball after I left. Oh, it was we all were right. also in that transition where we went from the wishbone offense to <laughs> run and gun. Yes. Yes. <laughs> You got to air it out. And I was I was a wide receiver. 
Uh -huh. I only, I got one scholarship offer for a for a D three school, and it was only because a dude saw me play wide receiver while he was watching another player oh, in practice. That's... Because I was a I was a great great wide receiver, but I had to play defensive back because I would have just been the smallest blocker on a running team. Okay, I see what you're saying. So they went went uh, Julian Edelman. You Edelman was real small, <laughs> and uh, they wouldn't let you play yeah. wide receiver in uh, in uh, in high school. Well, they they said you can if you want, but all we ever did was run the ball. Our so quarterback like it, was right. a great runner, a terrible passer. Oh. I, I in my junior year, I went out for I think he I think he threw four passes to me, and I think three of them hit a cheerleader. <laughs> they used the date. That's why there was no accident. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so wait, did you play all four years in high school? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't play on varsity all four years, but yeah, I played. I played from the time I was in middle school. Now, how big was it? Do you have like the big ceremonies every year when you started? To, like, how big was the school first of all? Uh, we graduated like three hundred fifty people. Okay. So okay, that's not, not uh, that that's a regular size school. And did you have like big yeah. banquets and all that for the football team? Did the was the football oh, yeah. team a hot thing on on campus, or was it just uh, nerds? No, it was we we were the hot thing still, but we were slowly losing our our grip on hot things. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was go, about two more years. Yeah. Anybody go to Division One from there? Not not who I went to school with. Uh, well, no, I take that back. We had a couple guys go to like to to. Uh, I think one guy went to Wake Forest. Okay. He was like a long snapper at Wake Forest. You know, we didn't have. That was actually the dude that was being watched when I got recruited. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, they were watching. He was a linebacker, and he was a great linebacker. Uh, but, <laughs> but they were watching the passing drills, and that was my—that was where I was like, "Hey, watch me now." So you started playing. <laughs> what did you start playing at? Like fourteen years old in high school? I started. I started playing when I was in sixth grade. I played little league, and then I played all through middle school, and then I played all through high school. So yeah. And who did you cheer for? Uh, what college team did you like? You know what? Uh, we were in Dallas, so like I, I Baylor, <laughs> not Baylor. I remember um, uh, SMU right before they got the death penalty. Oh yeah, the Southern Methodist uh, University. After they what they yeah. was paying players? What was the scandal down there? They had yeah. Oh, they were paying. Oh everybody. gosh, were they paying players? Yes, absolutely. Of course, everybody <laughs> was. They just got caught. That was a good documentary uh, too. That was a great documentary. Yes. Like that's the crazy thing. They it's, had a crew. Is, I like know all these figures that were involved in that. When you see all that footage from those days, those college players, they look like grown men. Yeah, right. They did, and they look like grown men wearing high school football uniforms. Yes. <laughs> now they look like kids wearing like NFL, NFL uniforms. <laughs> yes. Was it, is it us or was it something in the milk? Because they all had full beards. Oh, yeah. Just, well, they were also all playing until they were seniors, too. I mean, you look at it now. If you're good after after your sophomore year, you're out. Right. So they uh, so they sucked after that. Uh, after they got that death. They couldn't even play, right? Well, they couldn't play for a while. They weren't any good for years. Yeah. I mean, it was. But I remember that was uh, the first team that I heard of being good. And so for me, it was always Texas or Texas A&M. Right, right. And that's where I went to college was Texas A&M. So. Oh, you went to A&M. I performed down there. 
Oh, did you really? Yeah, ain't that near the uh, George Watt, uh, George Bush uh, Boulevard or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. George yeah. Bush. George <laughs> Bush Boulevard. That's George Bush country. Yeah, that's where his library is. That's right. Yeah. Even though he's a Connecticut yeah. dude, we all know it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You can tie yourself to Texas to do it as a politician. That'll help. It don't hurt. It don't hurt. He threw it a cowboy hurt. hat on in no time and had bought a ranch. I know it. Right. So Yeah, you look at him in a cowboy hat and you're like, well, maybe he wants to dance. I don't know. <laughs> what's the first <laughs> what's the first team sport? Did you play Little League too? Uh I played Little League uh football, but the first thing I ever played was soccer. Okay. Yeah, Soccer, though, as what... we refer to as the sport that we let our daughters play in uh, America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, they call it, they it. call it warm up. They call it warm up for football in Texas. Oh, it was really? what you played. Yeah, it was what you played to like get you in shape and all of these things. I love it. Once... I, you know what? I look back on it, and and when I was in high school, I would go and watch the soccer team because we had really good soccer teams, right? In at our high school, and I would watch them the whole time. I they were great to watch. There was some Mexican kids in your school too, some South Americans in there, because you know they they got that game down. We do, we did, we had a, we had a couple, not not a bunch, but a, our girls team was crazy. Dude. Really, our girls team was like state champions the first year they had a team. Really. Yeah, they're all like, hey, we're going to have a high school team. And they all stopped playing their club teams and came to, to the high school. They're like, okay. So and they were the best. They were the best. Thing. Now, yeah. when, you in, when you were playing college, you played college too, right? I didn't know. I, I was I tried to walk on at Texas A&M, and I walked past one of their linebackers on the way out the out of the meeting where they told us we were going to be tackling dummies. And I'm like, man, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> I was too big. Uh, he was huge, and I'm like, I'm gonna die. Now, what do you think about these kids? These college kids getting compensated for some of the uh, the play? We talked about this on the show before, but it seems to be a hot button topic because you know California passed that law that they can make money off their likeness. But um, well, I mean, you look at A and M. You look at A and M's website. If you look at it right now, I guarantee you'll find a Johnny Manziel shirt. Really? And that is not that is not a person who loves A and M. That's right. a person who loves Manziel. Right. So they still you know, making money off his likeness to this day. They're making money off Manziel. Why? I don't begrudge any player anything. You know. Yeah. I mean, you it's it's a complex equation because you know Alabama could spend a lot more money to get football players than than Connecticut, UConn could. Right. You know. But if you can figure out that equation, I do think yeah, I they, do think players should be compensated. They, so what do you think about the argument where they say, "Well, you're getting a free education"? You're not. You know what? If you get a free education, then the first tiebreaker for every tiebreaker should be graduation rate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, that, if that's your first tiebreaker, then you can use. And if that's not in your list of tiebreakers, the the education thing is not important to you either. Because they act like if a, a player, yeah, a player comes to the coach and say, hey, coach, I can't make practice. I got Kim Lab. Then it's all going to be all good. Like the coach say, oh, no, education's first. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Go to that chem lab. Yeah, no, that's ridiculous. So these kids are getting I, re- I remember when uh, one year, I think it was the Southwest Conference, there was a seven-way tie for first. Yeah, yeah. And they had to go, they had to go down the list of things. And the thing that they end, that ended up the per- the team went to the Cotton Bowl was because they hadn't been in the longest stretch of time. Oh that, man, that was the tie. 
the fact that you don't have graduation rate before that that means you don't give a fuck (laughs) (laughs) so wait they had they picked a team that had didn't go to the cotton bowl for a long longest time and decided to send that team not like what kind of academic achievements that yeah they know they don't care jason they don't care do not care if you if you did care then i would think that's a valid argument it's not it's It's, absolutely not so how do you feel uh i mean it's still a shame that all the sports are canceled right now and we can't we can't watch it but is it harder on these college kids than anybody else i think it's harder on like the marginal ones the ones that could have done a thing could have proven themselves could have played well at the senior bowl i mean you know you're gonna there's a group of kids that that it's gonna be way harder for if you're a superstar like it's not gonna hurt like players like tua right 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 he's gonna be gonna help him he'll be fine yeah it's probably actually gonna help him because he doesn't have to he gets more rest on his body he gets you know he's he gets to do everything the way he wants to there's not any drama around that right you know he doesn't have to go to a combine or anything there's not any storyline that you're following what do you think he's gonna end up go ahead what do you think he's gonna end up to a uh yeah i think it's miami oh miami you think maybe i don't you never know definitely now you don't know where you know everybody's what everybody's thinking right now a lot of people might just keep who they got i don't know yeah i mean i look he's such a risk because I, mean, I, I i rooted for tony romo and i think tony romo when he when he retired was a really good he was a better quarterback than dak prescott when he retired yeah but he's just just the more you get broken the yeah. more broken your body is and it doesn't heal the same way I you agree. don't go back to 100%. You go to 90% and then 85%. Yeah, who's to even know? say, because all these players play with injuries all the time, so who's to even say what was 100%? He could have been 85 yeah. then. Right, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I mean, I watched a guy play after broken back and broken shoulder and all, and that's what two has gone through in college. Would you say you know? that uh, Tony Romo was a disappointment for the Cowboys? Come on, be honest now. You know I love that boy too, but come on. Yeah, I love him. I love him. I think I think the team was a disappointment, but this goes back to Jerry Jones. Yeah. I think the problem with Tony Romo was the same problem that started when Troy Aikman got Barry Switzer as a head coach. Right. It's like it's like you're gonna carry this and we're gonna put everybody on your back and then literally Tony's back got broken. Right. And you think he's doing the same thing to Dak? Because Dak seems to always lead the league in all these stats, but where are the playoff wins? Where are the Super Bowls? Well, the problem the problem with the Cowboys is they are they're always playing a game of spinning plates. That's the problem with selling your soul to get Deion Sanders so that you can walk away with a Super Bowl years ago. Right. You know? He so started you, he started mortgaging the future. You look at Dallas every every oh. offseason. They don't go into any offseason with extra money. Right. They go into every offseason having to do this sort of jigsaw puzzle Sudoku of how to make their salaries work. So who's who is that still Jerry or is that the GM or he's doing but what is I don't know how they're going. Jerry's Jerry's still at the top. His son is the GM. His right. son is his, his son convinced him not to draft Manzel, which was good, but right. I mean just cuz you don't do the dumbest thing doesn't mean you're good. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I got a whole life based on that, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, my friend. Me too. 
We stink. <laughs> I don't care with I mean, this whole situation that makes me angry. Who would you think if we do get this NFL season up and running? Who you yeah. think? Who's who you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Who you think is? Uh, you think? Uh, first of all, just to see that Tom Brady's going to Tampa Bay. Yeah, I don't think. I, I knew it was the end of the world. <laughs> it is the end of the. It's the end of the world. Corona gonna tell everybody Tom Brady gonna win. Oh no, a gypsy told me when that happens, run for the hills. <laughs> although, although in the NFL, he's considered he's considered an old Jewish man anyway. So an old Jewish man moving from the Northeast to Florida is not that weird. That's Bernie's campaign, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's really all it is. That's all it is. <laughs> you think Tampa's? I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to change Tampa. I mean, look, he's not going to make as many bad decisions as Winston, but he's yeah. also not going to make any as many huge plays. He's got two of the best receivers in the NFL. Yeah, they got some uh, some uh, boys who can catch that ball. So, it's a fast team, too. Yeah. So maybe yeah. he might be that well, piece. That, that dude uh, out of uh, A&M, uh, why am I blanking on his name? 13. Uh, Mike, uh, I'm totally blanking. It's all right. Uh, Wait, but uh, he uh, he played with Manzel, um, right? So him and Godwin are with beasts. Are beasts. Yeah. So the only way that Tom Brady improves that, if Tom Brady just goes back and just throws the ball in the air, right? But that's gonna make that's gonna make his interceptions jump too. So right. Well, then, <laughs> then well, your boy have thirty interceptions. Uh, what's his name? Yeah, yeah, thirty-three and thirty. That what's was the stat line this year. I think his if... first his first pass on his rookie comp contract was a pick six and his last pass on his rookie contract was a pick six i think that study i think somebody in the future will write a thesis paper on Jameis winston in tampa bay because it is fat the numbers are insane it's insane it's like his his interceptions were were as many as his touchdowns but he had huge numbers huge numbers it, it, but he also had horrible negatives. But do you want a – that's the question. Do you want a quarterback who's going to take some risk? Because a lot of people said that about Brett Favre for years, that he would – because he took a lot of more – he looked, took a lot more risk when he threw that ball. Yeah. So sometimes you're going to have interceptions, but you're also going to end up at a Super Absolutely. Bowl. Well, that's – I mean, look, if you look at Tom Brady, that's not the system Tom Brady played in. Tom right. Brady played in a system where you take as little risk as possible. Yeah. You make five plays a game. Jameis Winston was making 12 plays a game. Yeah. You know? I mean, Tony Romo had to make 20 plays a game. You know? <laughs> yeah. That was – and and if, if you keep going up with those, if Tom Brady has to make seven plays a game, his likelihood for making mistakes is going to bump up, you Who, know? Who's the coach out there? That's the coach of the, uh, at Tampa Bay, one of the coaches that was at, uh, with Belichick down in the, uh, New England? Uh, Aaron, isn't it Arians? Okay, Bruce Arians. Yeah, he's he down was now. with the Colts. I know. Yeah, he might have been. He's. I feel like he's coached. He's tied into Brady somehow a little bit. Now, how do you feel about New England? Do you like New England? Or are you? But I, I think you got to respect New England because for that's cheating his, that's for what cheat. <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, this that same the same knock on them as you got on Michael Jordan. You know? <laughs> oh, you saying Mike cheated, MJ? Oh, I mean, you know, Mike pushed off. Mike, I mean, yeah. don't play Yahtzee with Mike because he'll ruin your life. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, he's he's famous for cheating at Yahtzee. <laughs> oh, is he? Oh, no, he cheats with, at golf. With, I know at golf. With Terry Francona, yeah. 
Terry Francona is like, I'm making $29,000 in the minor league as a manager, and he's the <laughs> richest man in America, and he's cheating me at Yahtzee for money. <laughs> <laughs> he actually paid for the team bus when he went down there. Yeah, Remember that? <laughs> yeah. They were riding on the bus while he was cheating money out of his manager. <laughs> that boy does not like to lose. Jesus Christ, there's something in him he that doesn't. just can't take it. But that heads, that mindset that Belichick has, yeah. that I'm going to take every, I'm going to try to make, Every corner sharper than it should be made. Yes. Uh, you know, I mean, from top to bottom, that that organization, I think they're going to fare better than Brady's going to fare. This I time. believe that too, but I think I'm pulling more for Brady than I am for New England for this next season. I, I don't like Brady just because he just comes off as such a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> With his hot wife and his perfect yeah, diet. Fuck you, you fucking asshole. I know. It's emotional. I'm not going to lie. It's emotional. (laughs) (laughs) And I've also rooted against him in every Super Bowl. And being a Cowboys fan, you root against any team that's building a legacy. Yeah. A better one than than us, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. During our lifetime, man, they really... that that's the arguably the greatest dynasty in the Super Bowl. That is the greatest dynasty in the Super Bowl era. Yeah, they won more over a stretch of time than any anybody. How many did they caught? Six, five, six, six, yeah, six, six in that stretch of time. I think that is unbelievable. It's insane. It it's makes insane. Sense. Nobody's had a run like that at all. Nothing. I mean, we uh, even the Pittsburgh Steelers that four you know Super Bowl victories. It used yeah. to be the big talk in the NFL when we were growing up. Right. They four, got four. Yeah, they yeah. got four. They got four. And then we got we got the fifth one. And then uh Yeah. And then uh San Francisco got the fifth one. And then we got and then uh we, uh yeah, we what, we got a sixth one? Yeah. No. No, did no, we? Yes. did we? Yeah, we did. Ninety ninety five. 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 We beat the Steelers. Yep. Yeah. But then the Steelers passed us, so it's uh it's always back and forth, back and forth. But New England came out of nowhere and just started winning. Yeah, yeah. When New England, when New England beat the Rams, you couldn't see that coming. You would have never saw that coming. <laughs> yeah, yes. They that was thirteen three. Oh no, because I think they. I think it was because uh, he had to kick a field goal to win the game. I think it was thirteen ten. Thirteen ten. Thirteen ten. Thirteen ten. Oh. And that was that last one. That's when uh, Edelman was actually uh, MVP, right? No, no, no. That was the first one. That was the one that where uh, where uh, no. Kurt Warner was the quarterback for uh, the. No, it, also the last one. The last one, the I think Julian Edelman was I'm the MVP. About, I'm talking about um, when they beat the Rams the first time. Okay. The first. Yeah, yeah, you would have yeah. never seen. I mean, I, I saw them beating the Rams this time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you that I didn't was two thousand. Hold the greatest show on turf to ten points. <laughs> right, 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 right. That right. was insane. Right, that was because he fucking because Belichick is a he is a master and he just dissected yeah. that team that offense and broke them down. Right. Here's the thing, Brady. Brady was not the most important player when the when the uh, when the New England beat the Rams the first time or, or the, the last time. time. I agree. And he can't beat the NFC East. Not anymore. Not in the Super I mean, Bowl. When you're going up, yeah, who, like when you're going up against like the Ravens. What do you think about the Ravens too? Because you know I'm in I love. I like the Ravens. I like the Ravens. I like. Uh, I mean, look, he adds a whole dimension. I'm interested in seeing how the NFL adapts to that. What do you mean? They do, usually, 
they change usually roles. it takes a year oh the catch up to that kind of custom yeah. yeah but and that was a fun team to watch and oh. he cha- he changes the game in a way that that is is tough to see i mean he's got about five years of playing that game before his body gets hit enough right is <laughs> it right that he's peeing I mean, blood you look at you look at uh, Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders avoided hits like he avoided hits, but yeah. eventually you get hit. Yeah. And Barry Sanders, you know, got knocked out of several seasons. Yeah, he did. Once, yeah, once you, once they catch up to you, once they yeah. figure out. But I think this kid got a lot more time to to run around. First of all, he's the quarterback. So when you got the ball in your hand every play, that's true. That's true. It, yeah, it's all everything runs through you. You got options. So and he's, and he's a solid kid. He's not like uh, he's not like Robert Griffin, who was like really thin and raily. He's like a he's like a big dude. Big dude. When yeah. you think the season? Do you think this uh, plus uh, preseason not going to start for the NFL until what? No, August. The, yeah, I don't. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna push everything back. It's gonna be it's gonna be so weird. I say who took got... the, the the league that took the biggest beating in all of this is the XFL. Their comeback yes. year, <sighs> yes, hundreds of they, millions they, they of dollars pumped. Wiped off the map. <laughs> that is, yo, what's a uh, Oliver Oliver Luck? Uh, he's the he's the president of the league, is he I believe. The coach? He's oh, the is president. He president. Yeah. Okay. And he was That's on ESPN. Andrew, Andrew dad. So, yeah, Andrew right. Luck's pops, and uh, he was on ESPN right before everything broke, just pumping it up. They they finally was on oh, ESPN. Yeah. They had a whole a segment yeah. on it that it was like, ah, we put this money in it, it's teams, and blah, blah, blah. I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a look at this. And I actually watched the first couple weeks. Like, okay, this is yeah. this is not boring. And then it ain't, it ain't like these guys can't play. These guys can play. And then, yeah. boom, you think they're done for good now? I tell you what, I think they, they're going to have to say, you know what? Our players have all agreed to risk coronavirus, and we're going to be the only sports on TV. <laughs> they, they, that's what they should do. That's what they should do. <laughs> I'm wondering, because these players, I think if it was the NFL who took this hit, like the, the players would still get paid, get compensated. But I believe with the XFL, are these players still getting paid for, this season, for that season? I can't imagine that they are. I can't. I can't. Because they're, they're probably on such a threadbare you know, balance of making money and losing money. Right. They're right on the fence. Yeah. I can't, the, I can't imagine that they're all getting paid. They had to have some sort of like, what do they call it? A force majeure clause. What's that? <laughs> What's it's, that? They always, whenever it's in a different language, you're like, oh, this is something I better look into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like, why is Latin on my goddamn contract for no reason? <laughs> but it's, uh, it's, I think it's French for like force of nature. Oh right, uh, like a major event that that can't be helped. Um, it's not force of nature. I just said that. But, I have no but idea. But it's something like that. Yeah, like I, I did read that. Um, uh, the, the last time all this kind of stuff happened was back in 1919, when uh, the NHL, the NHL had to cancel the whole season, the rest of the season. Yeah. They canceled the Stanley Cup. It was two two in the Stanley Cup game five or something, and they canceled oh. the season. Uh, I think it was um. I forget what team. I think I want to say the Rangers were playing, but I know one of the teams that were playing only had three players that was not sick. Really? And then, uh, like a week or so later, one of the players and one of the coaches died. Head coach died and player died. Really? Yes. That's it. You know what, though? That seems like a hockey story. <laughs> That's right. 
<laughs> it does. <laughs> yeah. I guarantee there was somebody on that guy's deathbed going, come on, quit being a wuss. <laughs> get up. <laughs> come on, get up. We need you, you on that play. ice. <laughs> but that's, that's crazy. It's going to be tough to die with all, with all your teeth missing. <laughs> that's right. They think it's a car accident. <laughs> Even though it's only four cars on the street in 1919. <laughs> right. That's insane. You go back to the trainer's room and they're like, all right, let's leech you off. What would you think? Leech. <laughs> uh, the leech medicine was good stuff, man. <laughs> Those trainers back then. Would it be mayhem right now if a player died? Uh, I think that would definitely uh, hit home for people. I mean, I think Tom Hanks getting uh, getting sick yeah. uh, was the first big domino to fall. Like, I mean, that Tom were, Hanks. That Tom Hanks is it a role that he can't play. I mean, I know the man nice. just got like, it. You know, lead us into the virus, Mister Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people got a little taken aback, but because we all know him, so. But I'm talking about yeah. dying, not getting. Yeah, dying. Yeah. I'm trying to think because um, there's been some country music guys that died. John Prine what? Uh, is in a critical writer. condition. He's like a famous folk singer and songwriter. How old is he? Um, He's, uh, I want to say he's in his 60s or right. the dude that died was 61, I think. Wow. I mean, granted, he was, he didn't look like he was in the greatest of health. Okay. He had um, probably precondition, pre condition, pre existing. I mean, I, I wouldn't doubt, but I mean, yeah, the, the difficulty with an athlete dying is that would change the narrative because it would be like, hey, here's somebody who didn't have an issue. Right. Right. That's why that uh, 1919. Right. That's that 1919 shit scared me because the reason why they shut down the Stanley Cup is because it the flu. That flu that year was affecting young people and healthy people at an alarming rate. Right. Right. Yeah. See, that was we whole, run into that. that was like the flip of this one. Right. So yeah. if they, what? If, but this one still has the possibility to flip it into that, right? It does because there's if you've got anything going on that that could could make it easy for that to go into your lungs. You're screwed. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah, it doesn't matter. And, and that could be some dude with, I mean, what, like Ryan Clark for the Steelers has uh, has a sickle cell. I mean, does that, I mean, is that a condition that would be somehow affected? That's a blood condition, but it does it, ha it has to do with oxygen. Yeah. They did say sickle, they're using sickle cell medicine to slow down the uh, virus in some people. So I'll, I made the joke that black people blood is sickle cell medicine. Right? I mean, malaria, <laughs> malaria medicine. That's why we get well, sickle cell. We get sickle cell because of the malaria effect in our blood. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. Second cell happens when you get away from uh, the equator. Now, black people who live, people who live around the equator, no matter on the planet, you got a different kind of something in your blood that fights malaria because you have a better chance mm -hmm. to catch malaria in those areas near the equator. But when you right. get away from that area, it's no more like, uh, you know, a fear of malaria coming in your blood. It reacts from not getting it. You know what I'm saying? Really? Okay. Yes. So yeah. it reacts. Yeah. It's kind of like an appendix. It's like something that we used to use, but we don't use now. Right. So if you move away from the equator, then you have a less chance to get malaria. And then your blood is built for ma malaria, you know what I'm saying? To fight right. it off. Yeah. So right. that can result in sickle cell anemia. Interesting. So it's actually oh. a thing that helps you live. But if you live in uh, out the place where, you, you know what I'm saying? If you're away from that equator with a mosquito, right. you can catch that, then it's, it can become detrimental. And tighten there up you your go. joints. Your joints tighten up. You can't move your arms sometimes. Shit is crazy.
I didn't realize I was going to have to learn stuff on this. So this is very unsettling to me. It really is. I don't know how to handle this. I had to drop some science on you, got Oh, you did it. Did it. I'm a regular Doogie Hauser. That now, was a big beard you got, Doogie. What do you think about the Olympics now? It seems like the Olympics might take the biggest beat in any international sports like tennis and the Olympics because these people got to go. They go around the globe. They come from yeah. different places around the globe. So if you got to go, like, just say tennis, for example, if you got to do a tournament and they talk about after a player does a tournament, they got to take off three weeks before they can do another. So that might make you miss the next tournament. So how is that going to work? Is this going to we going to be out of tennis and the Olympics for the longest? Well, I think, well, I mean, the Olympics, I think, I think pushing it back was inevitable because like you couldn't, you couldn't pretend it's going to be okay for these people not to train for four months. And then to, yeah. Although that would have been fun. I would have been <laughs> like, you know what? I would like to see some of these guys play these games in the same shape I am. But you know, people would have been cutting their eyes at the Chinese team. Don't even try to play at all. As <laughs> soon as true. they get off the plane, motherfuckers up, they're like, mm-hmm. Not in my hotel. <laughs> not next to my hotel. I'm an athlete. <laughs> you know, it would have been it just. It would have. Yeah, everybody would have been. Anybody yeah. Asian would have been Chinese. <laughs> and uh, outbreak monkey to these fuck. <laughs> now I think I think the people who are going to hurt the most are the ones who are are not Gotta elite go. level. You yeah. know, the ones that the ones that like the tennis players. There's a bunch of tennis players who the only way they make money is by constantly playing tennis. Right, right. You, you know, don't get... These people, it's sort of like doing comedy. It's like if you yeah. ain't out there doing shows... You ain't making an income. You ain't making the income. Yeah, it's not like these other sports. Tennis is not like these other sports where you get like a team and they pay you. and You only get paid when you win. You only yeah, get paid you get when paid, you win. You get paid prize money. Any right. sport that gets paid prize money and not salary money... Yeah. Those are the ones that get hurt a lot. And that's, that's comedy for you, baby. <laughs> we get prize yeah, money. <laughs> we get prize money. Unless you um, unless you look like me and you get paid to be a racist in every TV show. Yes, every, every TV, TV show, TV. every commercial. <laughs> I'm either a racist or a cautionary tale in every show. <laughs> now, how many sports? A lot of your commercials run during sports uh, situations, like yeah. sports. Yeah. So how uh, did you ever do it? Because I did one. I did a... a, a commercial for the nfl back in the day in um in philadelphia what was the old stadium in philly was this um oh, veterans was veterans, veterans? yes yeah. first of all the veterans stadium I, I talk about this a lot this is maybe about 2005 six when i did this commercial veterans stadium yo they still had like cement seats yeah what that that stadium was awful money when you can't even trust these people around chairs <laughs> it was like it was all cement this was the hood and shit i was like i can't believe the stadium is like this no it is it is the angriest group of people because they hadn't won anything in a while too right, I think right, maybe right. at that point yeah too. right that's true so they were Pent up rage, but I did. I would say this because uh, they drove us around town in an NFL films van, oh, and nice. you want to see grown men go ape shit over a, a van like it's an ice cream truck for children. Every light we pull up to, people are like this. Throw me something. Give me a ball. <laughs> give me a bed. Give me a pen. What you got? Every light, grown men, damn near driving people off the road trying to get to the NFL uh, films van. I would look. I'm not gonna lie. And one of those men might have been me. 
<laughs> we are addicted to it. Every time, if I see NFL films on TV, I don't turn away. I have to watch I, every can, yeah. morsel. The sound, everything. I'm watching, I, I'm, I'm recording 30 for 30s to watch. Oh, I watched like, so many 30 for 30s during this goddamn quarantine. I think I watched all of them. I watched, I watched the Bad Boys one just recently. Oh, that, that was, was great. That was a great one. That was a great oh. one because uh, uh, that's good to watch. You got to watch the Dennis Rodman one then. It's a 30 for 30. Oh, it's a, really? Yes. The Rodman doc okay. is, is just amazing. I bet it is because his, his storyline in the basketball is so great. He was, first of all, he is one of the greatest basketball players. People sleep on Rodman. Yeah. Easily yeah. the best the, the rebounder ever. Beasts. Best rebounder ever. Yeah. And just energy and defense and rebounding. I mean, ugh. And he's, he didn't start playing basketball until, like, after college. I mean, after high school. And then he went, yeah, he was homeless yeah. and went to a two-year, like, a junior college. And But he uh, he had a, but he was only uh, five one or some shit. When, yeah, when he a started. Five nine, and he shot up a foot. Yeah. He was, like, 5'8", then he shot up a foot over, like, yeah. after high school. Yeah, it was insane. What? That motherfucker. You know the first. You know the first thing that Cuban did when he bought the Mavericks was he brought Dennis Rodman onto the team. Did he? And and let him stay in his guest house. <laughs> He's. I a... remember my dad calling me and telling me that. I'm like, when my dad's telling me sports gossip before he's telling me a sports story. Right. <laughs> this has got to be great. That's before he played for the Spurs or after. Uh, probably before, because uh, it wasn't long after. I had a, I, I may be wrong on this. I think it was before. But who was I'll your basketball team? To who'd you like? Who did I like? Basketball. Basketball. NBA. Well, I've always been a Mavericks fan. Okay, it was that Mavericks. Even yeah. even when they were bad, even when it was Jason Kidd and Jim. Uh, what was it? Uh, oh gosh, we had the three J's: Jamal Washburn. Oh, yeah, Jamal Washburn, yes. Jason Jim, Kidd, and who was the other J? It was Jim from Ohio State. Jim, uh, gosh. Uh, I keep wanting to say Jim Jeffcoat, and that's that's a Cowboys player. Uh, it was Jim something. I, don't I think remember. it was JJ, too. Um, they had a hard, that was hard. That was So you were still a big hard. fan when they beat Miami, though, right? Oh, gosh, yeah. Well, I took my dad to game six when they lost to Miami. Okay, in, this is in, in Dallas. In Dallas. In Dallas. Game six, and they lost. Game six. And that was the series. Way, that was the series. They lost the championship to Miami. Wow. And your father never Wayne forgave you. Wayne Shaq, uh, <laughs> Alonzo Mourning. Oh, yeah, 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 that crew. Yes, yeah. they had a crew. Uh, hated those guys. That's when Shaq first won. Uh, well, he just left the Lakers, and he won He won before Kobe won again. Yes. And then he did that emphasis. Fairness, that had nothing to do with Shaq. Oh, what shit. Though that championship, it had a lot to do with Dwayne Wade. I give you that. It was Dwayne Wade, number one. Right. No. Well, Dwayne Wade, number one. Referees, number two. <laughs> I will tell you right now. It was it, some bad calls? No. I remember watching a game where right. the Mavericks were so worried about fouling him, they literally stepped back when he would run through. Right. And they still got called for the foul. On they were doing this. On on uh, Dwayne Wade. On Dwayne Wade. Dwayne, oh. Wade. Dwayne Wade spent that entire series at the free throw line. Oh. Uh, and he hit him. 
He hit him. Oh, we were watching game six, and, and uh, Shaquille O'Neal and Alonzo Mourning were both out of the game. And, and they had let them get away with murder on the on the Dallas players yeah. the whole game. And, but I looked at my dad. I said, if they don't drive the ball to the hoop during this stretch of time, they don't deserve to win. And they didn't. Not one time. Not they one time. Jumped. Uh, you know, uh, Mark Cuban also back then he was saying that the league was against them, and the refs was against oh, them. I will tell you right now that after that, I I literally was like, I I thought, you know what, the NBA wants a Michael Jordan, and they want it to be Dwayne Wade. Right. I remember thinking that I'm like, I've never felt this sort of conspiracy theory until then. You felt the fix. I, the fix was I in. Watched, I watched that series, every moment of that series, and it made me so angry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. Really? Yeah. I got to go I back just, and watch that series. I got to watch I got to watch it. Watch that series. Listen to Bill Simmons that talks about it. Uh, he had the same feeling. I what didn't did know he say? this recently. Yeah. Uh, I'll send you the link <laughs> for the podcast. But he did I like uh, Bill. Because I, I, Dirk, I, I was bragging to somebody about Dirk Nowitzki's run in, in 11. Yeah. And how that run was the greatest run maybe in all of NBA history. Because he beat, he beat um, Kobe, Powell, and the Lakers. Yeah. He beat, he beat Durant, Westbrook, and Harden. Yeah, at, at Oklahoma Thunder. City. Yeah. And then, he, and then he beat LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh and, and for uh, Miami. I mean, that, that was that, unreal. And, and it was him and a bunch of guys who were not no other all stars. Wait a minute, who else was on that team? Somebody was on that they team. Had, they had J Kid at the end of his career. Yeah, the they... second best player was Tyson Chandler. Oh, what? Second best player was Tyson Chandler. J Kid. J Kid was at the end of his career. Jason Terry was good, but he was yeah, he was he was That's not right. all star good. Right. He was Jason Terry good, which is great. Right. It's solid ball. But, he plays solid ball. And the thing was, that was magic. That was a magical run. It right. was like watching the Giants win the win the uh, Super Bowl. Oh, it's England. like everybody is doing their job. Right. Everything they was clicking. Dude, yeah, they had this dude, Brian Cardinal, who was like this. He was a guy who looks like he should be doing finance for the government. <laughs> <laughs> he's, this, he's, this lanky, he's this lanky guy with a bald spot. And he came in and took a charge against Dwayne Wade or something yeah. like that. Because it's, everybody did their part. It's still a team sport. People forget that it's a team sport. Yeah. And in team sports, your connection with your team matters more than your superstar players. Yeah, it does. I mean, you need a superstar player, especially in basketball. Right. Because you need somebody to give the ball to in those moments. And right. Dirk killed it in those moments. Killed it. That lanky, Dirt tall those- son of a bitch shooting those threes. and. He had a good game. He had good feet, too. He had, like, you know, he could move his feet oh, kind of like Olajuwon. People didn't give him credit because he's, I guess, I don't know why. But he was moving well, his feet. Yeah, he wasn't a strong player. He was a finesse player. Yeah. And he was a big man finesse player, and nobody had seen his game ever. Yes, it was totally and different. so, it, yeah, it was hard for people to process. But that, he was. Uh, <laughs> that's when I said nice. the, the, the white boys of uh, Europe came over here and showed American white boys what real basketball was about. <laughs> they true. play like hood dudes over there. Them motherfuckers press, and they they play yeah. hard as fuck. Yeah, they do. They do. Now yeah. we got Luca, so that's fun to watch. Luca's a beast, man. 
is. He's fun to watch. What do you really think about it? You think he's going to be? He's going to last a long time? Because a lot of these, I, I got to say it. I've been watching NBA for a long time, and usually, yeah. and a lot of times when we get these uh, phenomenal uh, white players, I got to say it. Sometimes they get injured and it's donezo. Just like Bill Walton broke his foot eight times. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Well, he he reminds me of Dirk because he's playing a different game than right. has been played. Right. Like he's changing the narrative of how the games play. Yeah. You know, he's not playing LeBron's game. He's not playing uh, John Morant's game. He's right. not. You know, he's he's a smooth operator. He moves at his own speed, but. He always knows what's happening. He's smooth. He's solid, you know. And I think he's still. I watched a bunch of his games in the last two years. Yeah. I think he's still going to improve significantly. I think so too. I think like if this was like ten, fifteen years ago, it would have been harder for him to even get drafted in the league because that's not what they yeah. were looking for from uh, European white players. Yeah, absolutely. I think Dirk Nowitzki opened up that market tremendously. No question about every it. Every time you see a European player, you think, "Is he Dirk level?" Yeah, you think Dirk is the greatest international player to play? Yeah, hard to argue against it. Okay, what about Yao Ming? Know. Yao Ming was up there. Yeah, Yao Ming. Yao Ming was a commercial for China. Oh, you don't even been through too much Corona. They don't need this kind of bad talk. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if Yao Ming, if Yao Ming hadn't played the hard guy, hadn't hadn't played the heavy when uh, when that one guy. Uh, supported Hong Kong protesters for the yeah. NBA. Oh, yeah, from Houston. I was, I, yeah, I'm like, Yao Ming <laughs> lost any goodwill I had. <laughs> you know his whole family no. over there. He can't go against the government now. Come on. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. But I, I don't have to, yeah, I don't have to give him any credit either. So. But you think he was like a commercial plus because he was like 7'3", Asian, that kind of well, thing? I'm sure. Yeah, his, I mean, he, he okay. was great, but I partly think his com he was a commercial because his career lasted 30 seconds. You know, I mean, relative to a – like, he had a short career. because He had injuries, too. He had injuries as yeah. well. But do you think that they look at Chinese – because I'm sure, I'm positive, that it's Chinese players over there right now that can play yeah. just as well as NBA players that got finesse game that we don't get to see yet because they rather bring us a freak show who's 7-8 – and just be like this, look, they got a tall dude, and then gradually you get right. to see the finesse guys. Yeah. No, I do I think that I think that part of it is driven by by the Chinese basketball league and probably oh, yeah. in conjunction with Chinese government. But I think realistically, uh the NBA up until the Hong Kong thing, yeah, had a really good relationship. Yeah. So it was symbiotic and I think I think they'll they're trying to find the next Yao Ming and right now Yao Ming is the measuring stick from China. Right. But yeah, I think that dude the Bucks drafted a dude years ago that was like a was like a, a more of a standard like 6'9 power forward type player right, but he right. just didn't pay. I know because Stephon, a lot of black players, a lot of NBA players, I should say, uh, went over yeah. to China to play. So I know there's <laughs> rubbing off. It rubs off. That's just how it is. When you play with better players or different styles, it rubs off on you. Just like when you go to a different yeah. borough in New York and be like, okay, I got to I gotta up my thing. I went to the Gauchos in the Bronx and see what they're doing. Yeah, you go you go and you learn parts of their game. I'll tell you right now, Kobe developed a, a step-back kick jump shot after watching Dirk and everybody yeah. – Everybody worked on their dream shake after watching Hakeem, you know? Yeah. I mean, you watch these players, and you got to pick up their stuff. And oh, the game of patch by, yeah. Yeah. Hakeem Olajuwon tutors players on how to move in the post because that dude yes. had such great feet. He had the best feet. Listen, for a big man, yeah. nobody – he used to make Ewing look like he was – like he cemented to the floor. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, the two uh, to me, the two greatest championship runs are Elijah Wands with him and a bunch of scrubs. Right when that's when Jordan was out, though. It was when Jordan was out. Okay, and then and then Nowitzki when it was him and a bunch of guys who were either on their way up or on their way out. Yeah, you know, because two years after that, Jason Kidd was a coach. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. He wasn't exactly at the peak of his career. Yeah, he was playing in jean shorts, even doing that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. They didn't give him a full well, uniform. Yeah, I think one day he actually played in slacks. Yeah. Know, it was weird. He had on black dad socks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you, so wait a minute. So Jason Kidd, and that's right, he did retire right after that. Right. But you know what? You know who had a great run? Uh, and they didn't win the championship, but. I think this is still one of the greatest runs. Allen Iverson, he took that Philly team against the Lakers, and they won that game yes. one. He stepped over. Yeah. What's his face? Oh, yeah. This was a six. What was he? Six two? Well, yeah. I mean, that's well, that's the tough thing about like that's the the thing with uh, with certain players like you hit you run up against a juggernaut like that Lakers team. Yeah, right. he ran up against that Lakers team with Kobe and Shaq. Yeah. He did during the <laughs> primes of their career. Yeah. I mean, Shaq was there. Right, Kobe, Kobe was getting there. there. Yeah, that's back yeah. when Iverson said, "If I had Shaq, I would win ten uh, straight championships." He would have. He would have. He would have. One hundred percent, because both of those guys were at the peak of their game at the same time. Yeah, if he money, can you imagine the team that of Shaq and Iverson? Yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't care what team I like. That would have been my team. <laughs> that would have been a fun team to watch. I, I would not have begrudged anybody loving that team. Now, you live in New York. Now, you're a Texas boy, but you live in New York, goddammit. So, you know what the Knicks yeah. next been going through these last forever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, then we got to get rid of Dolan. I, I mean, how does this work? Because he's the owner, I so mean, he's the, the only person who can get rid of people. Doesn't he have the coronavirus? He may yeah, be getting rid of himself. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I don't look. Yeah, I mean, Corona's like a broken I clock. Wish, I don't wish ill will to anybody, but Dolan, Dolan got it. Dolan getting the coronavirus. When I heard that, I go, yeah. I go. You know, sometimes you think these things are brought on because you deserve certain things. <laughs> Him and Rand Paul made me think that. <laughs> yeah, well, Rand Paul, the fact that he got it and just went and worked out, it's like, yeah, you deserve that. He's you a jerk, deserve- and he voted He's against a- the bill. Uh, to give money yeah. for the coronavirus, and then got it a week later. <laughs> ah, that was the karma. So you think the Knicks are ever pull it around? What do we got to do? What do we? I think I think the difficulty with the Knicks is that Dolan Dolan just makes bad decisions. He yeah. just always. I mean, because you guys have picked really close to us, yeah. several years, and we got. I mean, we drafted Dennis Smith Jr. Uh-huh. And then we end up trading them to you guys for Kristaps, you know. So even when you guys outdraft us, we get the guy. We get back. the guy. It's like because we don't care. It's like what is going on. It seems like we just sell it off because Dolan's making his money regardless. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the problem. That's our problem with Jerry Jones as a as a Cowboys fan. Yeah. If he keeps making money, he's not as interested in winning as he is in and making I, money. And I think that trickles down with the Cowboys to the players because the players there feel like well, they, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't have the hunger in them like I'm used to seeing Cowboys teams yeah. have hunger yeah. in them. They seem like they feel like they already won the Super Bowl because they yeah. play for Dallas. Yeah, right. Yeah, they, they got great merchandising. They're going to make their money. That facility, you, know? you walk into that facility with the huge TVs and all that, it's yeah. like it looks like the Super Bowl every day. Right. So you're like, yeah, I've been there. Oh, yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. no, you haven't. <laughs> you have not. Oh. Yeah. 
I, I think like they, it. I liked it when Jimmy Johnson came in and started coaching them and just worked them out on a high school field. And yes. He yelled. He yelled at the ten-year veteran when he dropped to a knee. He's like, "You ain't gonna make my team." Yes. Because that's yeah. what you need. They should, be, they should be practicing at a fucking high school gym yes. and a high school field. It's like, stop making these guys feel like they already won just from being on the team. You haven't won the shit. Da- yeah, the Dallas Cowboys have been the opening scene from every sequel to the Rocky, where <laughs> where he's way too polished and he's way too pampered and he's about to get his butt beat. Yep. They need to, they need to be the opening scene of the third act of every Rocky movie. Yep. Training coming in, back. Where he's ready. in the wilderness carrying <laughs> emu and bison on his shoulders up the mountain. Yes. That's the hunger <laughs> that if you don't if you don't have the eye of the tiger, man, it's the truth. I don't care. I'll you just you. ain't gonna do it. Yeah. I look I guarantee that's what New England's training camp looks like yeah. every every year. Yeah. They the kind of motherfuckers who come out there like Tyson with a yeah. hole in a towel <laughs> and put yeah. that on. That's your robe going in. That's it. That's all you need. We too pamper like the Cowboys. Can't it's put, rough. I hate it, man. It makes me so <laughs> angry when I see these boys already celebrating. On, we'll be down 20 points, and they'll get a, a dumb play and celebrate like they just won the game. <laughs> I'm like, dude, don't you, can't you read the score? <laughs> I know. It's one course. thing. It's because they all celebrate for each other. They're not a team, man. They're just individuals playing on a team. Yeah. And but it sucks. When you, when you play for a guy who's trying to make money off the team more than he's trying to make the team a better team, what are you going to do? But it's only like, a- well, this is what you're doing. I mean, look, if I work for a company and I know that the company's just trying to hit the bottom line, I'm going to steal office supplies. <laughs> That's the truth. That's a fact. <laughs> it's like we might as well. We're already a sinking ship, so I might as well loosen your load. Yeah, just take home a staple. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I just can't. I, the Knicks bug me because the owner do, don't do enough, and I think the Cowboys bug me because I think the owner is doing too much. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's I, doing too much, and he's doing it just to look good. He's doing it like a reality show. Yeah, yeah, he is. It's yeah. kind of like if Trump was a team owner. Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you right now, Jerry Jones getting in the Hall of Fame is not much different than Trump becoming a president yeah. to me. They're both two guys who got something because they're wealthy and everybody just ignored all of the surrounding facts. <laughs> yeah, because we just love money in this country, man. We love the, the, yeah. just the thought yeah. of it. Like a rich person, like millionaire. Who? Yeah. Which one? Point to him. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're obsessed. We're obsessed. We are. We want it. <laughs> that's, that's why I think we got to get like um the in a, like football in the Olympics so we can catch a, catch a spanking internationally one year. Yeah, just get just get some team from like Brazil who yeah. suddenly comes out of nowhere. You're like, I didn't even know there were Brazilian. <laughs> yes, players. like a new a new uh, New Zealand where they already play rugby and they come up here and pop yeah, us in the right. mouth. Right. Uh, what do they call them the All Blacks. That seems a little racist. Though. I don't <laughs> well, know if that was. <laughs> I just like to see brothers working. Now they were All Blacks. <laughs> they hiring motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now we have a they'll be coming to the end of the show and we have a, a segment that we call um cutting down the nets so right. you know how like in a championship game when you win the game you cut the nets down from a celebration what in your life would you cut down the nets for and it can be professional sports related it can be anything what would i cut down the nets for uh <laughs> cut down the nets baby <laughs> I would I will tell you this but I when I when I scored my first high school touchdown here we go uh 
because I played on I played on a team that wouldn't let me play uh, wide receiver. Wouldn't let me play wide receiver, and I'm a defensive back. And on the on in the first game, this guy throws a pitch right to the to the running back, and I'm about to nail the running back, and the running back sees it. Yeah, right. he steps inside me. And the ball ricochets off his shoulder pad. I catch it and run it in for a touchdown. Oh, this gangster! And I and I and I walked over to my coach and I handed him the ball and I go, I bet that's more than any wide receiver scores a touchdown <laughs> this year. You're a cocky fourteen year old son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, that's dope. <laughs> that's the best I've ever been at comedy too in my life. <laughs> the timing was impeccable. Timing was impeccable. <laughs> now, where can people find you online and all whatnot? Where can they find you? Uh, I'm on Instagram at jsalmancomedy yes. uh, and Twitter, same thing. And I'm putting out hand-washing videos. I have 30-second videos where I share my thoughts while washing my hands, and it's stupid, and you'll love it. Dope. Uh, I, I got to ask you, too. How did you become a Rangers fan? Is it from living in New York, or is it what? No, no, no. I'm in Texas. Right? Oh, Texas. Okay. New York. Okay. Uh, I respect the Rangers, though. Okay. I do. I do respect them. They're one of the few teams that I hated when I moved here, and right. I like now. You like the Stars, though. You're a Stars fan. Oh yeah, right there, here, baby. Yeah, there you go, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> Jay, thanks for doing the show, man. Thanks for having me. That was dope. Love you, it, man. man. Yes, I see you fun. soon. You're the best, man. Ditto. Small ball. Uh, we'll be back, Small baby. Ball. Yes. Thanks for coming on. Peace.